Look out, man. Brand new Boba Flex. That is Chemical Valley on 100.3. The X rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. 844 in the morning. Longtime fan of this gentleman. He's got a brand new book out in stores tomorrow called Tough Bleep. Life advice from a fat, lazy slob who did good. His name is Kevin, Kevin Smith, and he's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you? We're awesome, dude. How the hell are you? I'm so good, man. It's a little early, but, you know, as long as I can wake up with weed, I don't care. You can wake me up at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I love it, man. My first question is, dude, with, with Comic Book Man and all the uh, the Smodcasts and the movie stuff, where the hell do you find time to write a book? Uh, that, that was tricky, man. I thought I'd do it quicker than I did, but it wound up taking me about eight months. Not that eight painstaking months. It, it, it was just by the time I focused on it, you know, I could get it done in about a month of change, but it was protracted, it was spread out because it seemed like it would be easy, but then I'm like, oh man, I have to generate all new material from the jump. You know, the previous books I've done were compilations like magazine articles and blogs I'd written. So this was like, oh God, I got to start this. Like, I, I, I'm used to producing a lot of stuff and then putting it together later on. Like, you know, uh, most of the books I've done, as I said, were previously written material that somebody's like, can we put these between two covers? I was like, yeah, go ahead. But this one was all about, like, you got to start this from scratch. And I think if I had been able to write it on Twitter, I would have got it done a lot quicker because I spend all my time on Twitter anyway. So it took me more time than I thought it would have, but it was really satisfying. Like, at first I was just going to write this advice book, and, and then it turned into kind of a memoir advice book, so I got to kind of catalog the last five years of my life, which is a nice thing to do now because the older you get, you know, everyone writes those books when they get older to be like, these are all the things I've done. I'll forget, man, especially with the amount of weed I smoke. So I'd rather do like a book now so that years from later, years from now, I could read that book and remember what happened myself as opposed to try to collect the thoughts later on. So it's been actually kind of sweet, man. And like while writing it, it was a real freeing experience. I'd sit there and blaze out and then just pour words out on the page. And that was kind of neat to do it unguarded. You know, most of the other stuff I'd written in my life from scratch, you know, I sat there going like, oh, take that out. Oh, people won't like this. But now I got to a point where I'm like, oh, I don't care. This is just good and original. Put that in. <laughs> yeah, plus you go on probably plenty of tangents that you didn't think you planned on going on. Oh, because... my God. You know, I was recording the book, the audiobook version, um, where <laughs> literally you just sit there and read your own book aloud. But, like, while I was doing it, I was going off on tangents. The audiobook <laughs> became so much longer because I would stop and tell a story that's not in the book. It's kind of fun. That's great, man. And, of course, you know, you obviously have uh, – you're, you're no stranger to get in front of a microphone or anything like that. So, I mean, I imagine that recording the audiobook has got to be a little bit of fun for you too, right? Oh, it was so much fun. It's, it's, I do a lot of podcasting. we got a network called Smodcast.com where I put a bunch of podcasts up, and I'm on a bunch of them myself. But uh, those you're always talking to people, generally speaking. This was recording the book. When I listened to it, I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like what it would be like if I just did a podcast by myself. It's just me rambling, talking without talking to anybody else. But it sounds kind of cool. And then they did for iTunes, or I guess, or for people that read the book digitally, they did this like uh, a kind of extended edition where, like, the book each chapter of the book begins with video, video introduction, where I take you around my house and stuff like that, and then you go into the book. It's kind of neat, man. Like. They were telling me, like, with an audio book these days, it's not just, like, simple as, as the audio. Like, we can enhance it and put in video and stuff like that. They can watch it on their iPad. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it, the book always uh, developed further beyond what I thought it would be. I thought my job would be done at one point with just writing it, but then they're like, no, we got to do the enhanced version. So we shot all this material for it. Um, and, and kind of put it together. I, I don't know. It's been a really interesting process between the, the time I wrote a book last time and this time. Suddenly there's way more options. 
You know, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin a whole lot of the book because uh, I know this is in there. But uh, today is Bruce Willis's birthday, and one of Big J's favorite people in the world. Is, is it really? His yeah, today? it is. It is. Yeah, he's fifty-seven. Oh my lord! How old do they say? Fifty-seven. They say. Wow, man, fifty-seven. The dude could still kick my ass. <laughs> but I know. I know you go into detail about uh, working with Bruce uh, on Cop Out and how it was kind of a disappointment. Uh, it, it, do you look back and go, "Damn, I wish that was a lot cooler," or is it kind of? It is what it is, and that's what Bruce does. Uh, by the time we got done with the movie, uh, but I'll to be honest, by day three, I got done with, you know, boy, I wish it was different. You just get to a point where you're like, boy, I hope I can survive this. Boy, I hope I could bring the movie in and do what I said that I could do because I'm not getting much help. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it, with distance, it was easier for me to look back and go like, hey, you know, I don't know the dude was necessarily a villain. He just had a different way of working than I did. And, and then I realized that, like, I'd worked with a lot of people, but I'd never worked with a movie star before. Please don't tell Ben Affleck I said that. <laughs> but, but this dude is a massive, you know, bona fide movie star, and those cats are a different breed of cat altogether. And uh, that was my first experience with one, and probably my last, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. You never got a whiff of that when you were on set together with Live For Your Die Hard? You never thought I did. It was gonna... I got whips, and, and of course, that's where pride goes before the fall. When I worked with my Live For Your Die Hard, I was working as an uh, actor next to him as an actor, certainly not the guy giving orders and whatnot. Um, but it was when I became the guy giving orders, the guy who's you know supposed to be in charge. That's where suddenly we didn't get along. Like he's got a real, you know, like the characters he plays, he's got a real issue with authority. And I'm not even an authority figure on a set. I'm, I'm for the guy. You don't have to get through me to make a movie. I'm the guy that's just like, yeah, let's do that. This is fun. Isn't this great? We're getting paid to make pretend for a living. But I think he's past that whole. Isn't this great? We get paid to make pretend for a living. He's more of the mind of, of course I get paid to make pretend for a living. And I'm still in the world of appreciating it. You know, I'm uh, I'm the uncool kid here in the room because uh, I could never get into comic books. I tried. I tried really hard with The Punisher. It didn't take. But, you know, Nick here is a huge comic book fan. But I I've been watching Comic Book Man, and it's really fun to see uh, this, this kind of world that I don't know a whole lot about and learn about it. I appreciate that, man. The nice thing about that sentiment, too, is that uh, like you can watch that show and not know comics and still get into it. Sometimes it's just nice watching people be passionate about something talk about it. But I think it's so ironic that like here we are in 2012 and you're like, you know, I'm not cool enough to like comics, where it's like 20 years ago. Like when when, when we started making Clerks and Mallrats and, that, and whatnot, those, those movies, like comic book movies or comic book culture, was still like way underground and still like, ew, you read comic books? And now we live in a world where, like, a dude with a cool job, man, goes, I'm not cool enough because I don't read comics. Like, you don't have to worry about that, man. But it is weird how we've become, how geek culture has become so dominant, man, that it's it's kind of the culture at this point. Like, all the movies being made that make money are comic book movies. Um, you know, on TV, I somehow I, we got this movie, Comic Book Man, not just on the TV, but on the AMC, dude, like one of the best networks on the planet. So right now, yeah, geek culture is very much kind of the, the dominant mainstream culture. Agreed, man. And uh, I tell you what, I hope uh, Comic Book Man comes out for season two, dude, for sure. For sure. Oh, you and me both. We had our last episode last night. Uh, we had six episodes total was our first season. So we find out hopefully this week or next week if AMC wants to go to season two. Fingers crossed, man, because I love 
watching those dudes like Brian Johnson and Walter Flanagan and two dudes that are on the, on the show two friends of mine that I've known for oh god over 20 years two of the funniest people I've ever known in my life and, and even on like a show where we're kind of like TV PG-13 or something like that like we don't get to curse or anything even without cursing the dudes still shine through it's very original very comedic man it's, it's always important to remember the Thelonious Monk uh, you know a motto or piece of advice where he would always say the genius is the one who is most like himself and these guys Guys are most like themselves. They're fun to watch for that reason. Book is called Tough Bleep Life Advice from a Fat Lazy Slob Who Did Good. Kevin Smith, it's been awesome spending some time with you, man. Thank you so much for the phone call. We appreciate it. Oh my God, thanks for taking the time, guys. Take care, man. Bye.